0: Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking with two people from Minneapolis Public Schools. I have Molly Siebert and Lisa Purcell. They are both district program facilitators for K-12 Social Studies and Ethnic Studies at MPS. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you. So uh, who wants to start off? Your your What we're talking about is uh, getting MPS to add ethnic studies as a requirement, correct? So tell us a little bit about that.
1: So the exciting thing is there's a, a menu of ethnic studies courses. When we say ethnic studies will be a requirement, we don't mean that everyone will take the same course. Right now we have um, a bunch of different courses on offer at our schools. This would just make it that taking at least one of them becomes is what you have to do to graduate. So for example, we have African-American studies, uh, First Nations studies, Asian-American studies, race and identity studies, um, and a few more that I'm forgetting in the moment. Smiley studies. <laughs> and so- studies? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And some of the some schools already have ethnic studies classes, correct?
2: Correct. And um, in some schools, students are already taking ethnic studies um, in order to graduate.
0: But not all schools. So you're proposing to the board that this should be a requirement for all students. Talk about the process there and where we are in that whole uh, trajectory of that becoming a, a reality.
1: Yeah, I would start with next year's freshman class. And so the process has been going on for a few years at this point. In fact, like my predecessor and his predecessor started working on this. So it's been close to 10 years of people in teaching and learning trying to get ethnic studies up and and going, but then also to become a requirement. And um, it's most recently in my tenure that we've actually now re-brought it up to the board So uh, Senior Officer Amy Fearing is the one who has kind of helped push it forward. And so it came up to the board kind of right before COVID in a conversation with the policy committee. But then once COVID hit, everything kind of hit pause. And now um, it's come up again. And so back in September, the policy committee discussed it. They voted to move it forward to the full board who discussed it on October 13th. And so the second time it'll be discussed with the full board is November 10th. And that is the earliest that they could then vote on it.
0: Okay, so a potential vote coming up on uh, November 10th. Uh, Talk to me about, you know, I think some of the benefits to having this kind of curriculum is is clear, but but talk to me about some of the benefits of uh, students taking ethnic studies.
2: Um, it really gives students a chance to explore identity, intersectionality. It also provides an opportunity to um, center narratives that have typically been silenced or absent. Um, and it also gives students um, some, some agency. Um, they're also part of the co-creation of the curriculum. Lisa, would you like to add to that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think while I said it, said it well. Um, I think one of the exciting parts is that in social studies classes, we never have enough time to talk about all the things we want to talk about. And so not only is this in some ways an additional social studies class, it's time set aside specifically to talk about um, concepts that sometimes, well, sometimes aren't talked about because quite frankly, they're not in the state standards. Mm -hmm. And so this is a chance for Minneapolis to say, you know, we, we recognize that, yes, we need to teach what the state tells us, but in addition to that, we want to go deeper um, on, some, on topics around race and identity and the specific cultures that are, a lot of our kids come from.
2: And in an opportunity to critique and examine um, systems um, of oppression and opportunities to start looking at how to dismantle these different oppressive structures.
0: And it sounds like you said that uh, there, you know, it's not like every high school would have the exact same curriculum, correct?
1: Right. So a school could decide which courses they want to offer based on demographics, based on teacher expertise, Um, size of the school might play a little bit of a role in it, obviously. Kind of all those factors would contribute to what they
0: would choose to offer. Mm -hmm. What do you think the lag has been in uh, MPS kind of adopting this as a requirement? You know, good question.
1: I think, I like anything. I think there's, there's hurdles that are just purely logistical, right? It's, it's a, it's an additional thing. Are we concerned about our graduation rates? Would this hurt them or would it help those graduation rates? Um, I also think there's been questions around whether ethnic studies as a standalone course or courses is better than, um, it gets framed as, is this better than improving our all of our social studies classes. Mm. And Molly and I always say, well, we need to do both. <laughs> um, it's not one or the other. Sure. So I think, but I think those conversations take time. Um, from what I understand, back when the board first discussed this in 2015, there was just in general a question around whether it's good to add a course to what students need to take, or is it best to let them decide how to fill out their schedule? Mm-hmm. And our argument has been that. Um, that we think this is important enough that it should get a spot reserved in in a student's
0: four-year sequence. So you're both social studies passionate. Uh, Talk to me a little bit each individually about what you love about social studies. Molly, let's start with you.
2: Um, I love that students have an opportunity um, to explore not only um, history itself, but thinking about um, intersectional identities Um, and how different life experiences might shape your cultural lens, how you're viewing the world, experiencing the world, Um, looking at uh, different relationships. Um, I'm really passionate about um, sociology, for example, and looking at group interactions. And I think it really gives you a better sense of different inner workings in um, society um, itself. And then also just um, that it gives students Um, an opportunity to think about um, citizenship and their um, voice in society um, and how they can use their voice um, to make the change that they
0: truly want to see. Lisa, how about you?
1: Yeah, um, Molly always says things so well that it's Mm -hmm. hard to follow her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like the only thing I, I guess I would add is just personally, I've seen social studies classes be places where students come alive because they have a chance to grapple with who they are, what's going on in the world, what their families have told them, and how that intersects with what other kids in the class have learned from their families. And so I think social studies at its best is just really personal and really relevant in the moment to what's going on in the world. And so... I I love being a part of those conversations and hearing kids grapple with what's going on in the world and and connecting it back to like, wait a second, you mean this thing that happened 200 years ago is somehow still relevant today? (laughs) That kind of thing, I think just makes it a cool space to be in.
0: So Molly and Lisa, you're both working on uh, getting MPS to uh, make ethnic studies a requirement. Any closing thoughts? The the board could vote on this as early as Tuesday the tenth. So, uh, what more would you like to say uh, before we have to go?
1: I think in in general, this this is the perfect um, intersection of a, the work that our district is trying to do. You know, bringing together equity, um, bringing together social emotional learning. Like that is what ethnic studies in some ways at its core really is about. And so to me, this, this is just a natural outgrowth of if this, if we say we value those things, then, then this is a no brainer. Let's do
0: it. Molly Siebert and Lisa Purcell are district program facilitators for K through 12 social studies and ethnic studies at Minneapolis public schools. Thank you both so much for talking with me today.
2: Yes. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Great chatting
1: with you.